Hello, I am April. And I'm Em. And welcome to our podcast, Em and April, talking things business, socials, and wellness. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the M and April podcast. It's week five in season one and today the tables have turned and we're gonna ask April some questions and get to know her a little bit so welcome April to our show thank you oh thank you for having me on our show Em <laughs> I love this so first question and you know let's just jump jump straight into the rabbit Warren uh tell us about yourself I'm April Whiston. Um, I am a small business coach and mentor. Uh, I run my agency called Boss Lady Brain and we have just expanded into Boss Man Brain, which is really exciting. So we help people in small business to move from crazy stressed um, to structured and selling. And when I say structured and selling, that doesn't mean selling their business. That means selling their product or service. So um, what I have found is working in this space for coming up two years now, um, small business owners can get really down in the in the trenches and um, often not know where to go. And so that's what we do at Boss Lady Brain and Boss Man Brain is we help people add structure to simplify their business so that they can do what they're naturally really good at doing and what they like doing, which is providing their service or selling their product. So that's what we do um, within the agency. And then on top of that, I have an online business called cabinconnect.com.au, which is an advertising platform for people who are selling cabins, relocatable homes, uh, relocatable toilet blocks, pretty much any relocatable dwelling that they want to list for sale, they can uh, list on Cabin Connect. And then my husband and I own a caravan park called Marul Holiday Park on the banks of the Murray River in a Chickamauma and uh, yeah that's that's me. So you've got a pretty broad range of businesses under your belt um, yeah. but who is April Whiston outside of not only being a multi-business owner but outside mm -hmm. of being a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sister because you've got all of these things going on. So what what makes April tick and and who are you behind all of that? Yeah I would say that I'm an incredibly competitive person um, I think I've been brought up that way. I'm hugely compassionate, so I would do anything for anybody. I would give them my shirt off my back if I had to. Um, I've been a registered nurse for 14 years, so I'm passionate about healthcare and making sure people receive the right care and the right information. Um, I'm big on justice and people being treated fairly and kindly. Um, and yeah, I love being down the beach and, uh, I love watching my kids play sport and, um, yeah, I love eating chocolate and drinking tea. <laughs> awesome. I love it. This is why we've connected because you are incredibly um, compassionate, as you said, and, um, <clears throat> you've really obviously helped me through, through my journey into business and, and also personally. Um, so everything that April said there is, is hundred percent. That's, that's how I see you. And, and I love that about you. Um, question three. I love hanging, doing the, the questions actually. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get back into, I guess, what, what you're focused on with Boss Lady Brain. Um, so I want you to talk us through how you got into coaching yourself and what made you decide on small business coaching? 
Yeah, so I um, was running our holiday park as general manager for quite some time. Um, and we took that business from not in a great position to being in a in a much better position. And I made the decision uh, probably would have been three or four years ago now to make myself redundant in that business. So I was what I call a helicopter business owner. I was doing everything. I was helping everybody, whether that be their staff, the clients, um, the trades. I was the go-to person. And I knew that I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I just knew I didn't want to do that role forever. So I went on a journey to become a better business owner and I did um, a three-day leadership course in Melbourne and that led me on to a component of leadership, which I didn't really know a lot about in terms of business and that was coaching. So I had done a lot of sport coaching from when I was about 14 right up until I was um, probably about 26. I used to coach a lot of basketball. Um, So coaching in terms of sport, I'm really um, in tune with and I have, you know, credentials and stuff around that. But I thought, okay, business coaching and being a better coach for my employees is what I want to do because I'm really passionate about people who work with me, um, helping them to upskill and become more confident and become um, better leaders in themselves. So I, I learned that I needed to learn more about coaching. And then I went on to Google, my best friend, and um, found a coaching course that I enrolled in. And so I joined that coaching course purely to be a better business owner. I had no intention of starting my own agency. And to be honest, I didn't really even know that it was a thing. Um, So my purpose for studying coaching was purely to be a better small business owner. And I was a leader in the industry that I was in. So in the caravan park industry, I was a leader. I won the Future Leaders Award. Um, So I knew I needed to step up in that space. Mm. Um, Within a very short period of time um, of studying coaching, um, you know, and going on this journey, my uncle passed away of brain cancer and he spurred me on to just do what I love and that was helping people. And so with that, personal grief and my desire not to stay as general manager in our business, um, I started to explore coaching and realised that I could do this as a career. And so then I just created my agency, Boss Lady Brain, with the reference being to my uncle who was my mentor who died of brain cancer. And um, yeah, I started coaching women. And over the period of 12 months, that refined down to um, women in small business. So I shifted from doing a little bit of life coaching into helping people uh, with small business. I guess it's because something I'm really passionate about and where I've come from. And on my journey from growing a business from where it was not in a great state to where it is now, there was definitely a lot of Um, heartache and you know the saying blood sweat and tears like all three of those things I have put into our holiday park and I know that that journey is incredibly lonely uh, incredibly isolating there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of guilt and I thought well if I can share my experience and my understanding and then the knowledge that I now have um, with others to help them in their business then that would fulfill my need for contribution um, and make me very happy. Awesome. So I love yeah. that you've kind of 
not knowing what the full picture looks like, but just followed the breadcrumbs along the way. Like, this is what I'm passionate about and I'm going to go learn more about this. Oh, wow. Like, I can really instill this in my business. This is going to help me become a more lead, uh, a stronger leader. And then the next step of that, that journey and that, that breadcrumb picking up is this can actually be my career and it's going to allow me to meet my core needs. It's going to allow me to really step outside um, an industry that you you're not as passionate about as you are with coaching and really honing on on those passion points for you so um, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely like I love the caravan park industry and it's taught me lots and it's given me a skill set to utilize now and really running a caravan park I believe in my experience and I've worked with a lot of businesses now running a caravan park is actually probably one of the hardest things you can do. Um, it's multi multifaceted and you're actually running around about six small businesses within one. Mm. Um, you generally need a large volume of staff and have a large volume of clients. So the complexities in caravan park operations with the amount of humans that you have to logistically and emotionally manage, um, it's a tough gig. And, um, you know, that's really prepared me well to be able to go into other people's small businesses because coming from the caravan industry space, I have an understanding about, you know, things like cleaning businesses, trades, mm. um, grounds, um, manufacturing, all of these things, hospitality, um, property maintenance. These are all aspects of the caravan park industry. Mm. Uh, so it's really given me a really good um, foundation to launch off into small business coaching because I understand it. Absolutely. It's, it's like there's so many different business units or there's a multitude of business units within the one business that could effectively be their own business in, in their own right outside absolutely. of the caravan park. Yeah, absolutely. And I coach a number of caravan park operators and that's one of the first things that I validate them on is you're actually running six or seven businesses sometimes within the one and yeah. that this is a tough gig and, you know, um, be kind to yourself because other people, they just run a cleaning business. And when I say just, I don't want to degrade that in any way, but they run a cleaning business or they run a lawn and garden business or they run a hospitality business. And so, you know, these things um, add extra layers of complexity because they're doing more than one thing. Absolutely. So tell us, you get coaching yourself and tell us about that experience. Yeah, so I have my own coach. Um, I have worked with her for over 12 months now. Uh, her name is Kim and she's awesome and she wouldn't mind me sharing that. Um, so Kim and I have been working together. Uh, when I started working with Kim, it was because I knew I needed to push myself further and I needed to have somebody who would give me an unbiased opinion um, and who I could vent to and who would support me but challenge me and ask me questions that my friends or my family or my loved ones don't do because they generally try to protect you. Uh, mm. So Kim and I have worked on a number of personal things that I needed to get out of my way um, to move forward in business. Uh, she's also helped me with the structure of my business and, um, yeah, lots of things like that moving forward. Awesome. So I love that you're a coach yourself, but you also see the value in having a coach to help you level up, um, to oh, help you yeah. really challenge yourself. Um, and I think yeah. you've maybe mentioned on the podcast before that you're part of a mastermind as well. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to join a mastermind um, 
where are we? Yeah, a couple of months ago. And um, that mastermind is really great. So there's about 27 people in the group. And um, we are fortunate have to have done some training with Gary V in a one-to-one space um, over a period of a couple of days. And this GVX program that I'm in, we have been able to up-level with high-caliber people who are doing really cool stuff. And um, we are going to New York for further training and further masterminding in uh, January. And it's just really exciting because the people that you connect with, they have knowledge that you don't have and I have knowledge that they don't have so we can share and grow. And I'm a big believer of, you know, we always want to be the smallest fish in the biggest pond. And um, so for me to be around people who are doing really kick-ass things and growing businesses and doing amazing things, um, I just want to be around people like that so that I can up-level. Awesome. Awesome. So for those of us out there that may have never had a coach or may, maybe never even knew that having a business coach was something that was available to them, what are the benefits that, that they can kind of start seeing um, that would assist them with their business, that would assist them personally um, and would assess, assist them with their professional development? Yeah, so for me, having a coach um, is a really unbiased opinion or an unbiased set of eyes looking in on your business. So often when you're in business, you can't see things outside of your scope. Um, And so to have a business coach come in and go through your profit and loss, go through your revenue, go through your expenses, look at your marketing, look at how you're managing your staff, look at how you're managing your social media, all of these things and give you a viewpoint from somebody who's only there to help not to pull you down or degrade you in any way is really, really important. And for me, I wouldn't be without a coach now. Um, And I know for a lot of my clients, you know, I'll get them on and they'll start with me for three, six or 12 months. And then it just becomes an ongoing thing because if you've got the right business coach, one, it should be a very small percentage of your total revenue. Mm. So a business coach, if they're the right one and if they're doing the right things to help you with your business, They shouldn't be costing you money. Your business should be growing. And so I've spoken to a lot of people who have said, oh, this business coach cost me, you know, 50 grand and now and and did nothing. Well, that's not the business coach's fault. There's two parties to play here. But at the same time, my belief is, and this is just my belief, if you are working with a coach, then it should be a very small percentage of your total profit. Unless you're in like complete startup phase and you're doing a lot of foundational stuff, that's a little bit different. Um, But if you're an established business, it should be a very small percentage and it should be like an external contractor, like how you've got your accountant, your solicitor, um, your advisor. It's an extra service to help you run a sustainable business. Absolutely. So what are your top three tips then for choosing a coach? Yeah, so my top three tips for choosing a coach is know the problem that that coach says they can solve. So the coaching space is just such a huge space. There are loads of people in it. Uh, You don't particularly have to have any qualifications to jump into the space, which is good and bad. You know, I don't really believe it needs to be a regulated industry. I think the people who are choosing need to do their due diligence and they need to know, okay, so if I'm going to go with April, 
what problem is she going to help me solve? So for example, my niche is small business owners and I help them go from crazy struggling and stressed to structured, systemized and selling. That's my goal. That's my niche. That's what I do. Some people do that really quickly. Other clients take a little bit longer. It doesn't matter if that's the goal. So I think it's really important when you are interviewing a coach and researching a coach that you ask them that question. So what problem do you solve? Um, what can you help me with? What's your um, your problem to solution? Like what? how does it work? And so get get really clear on that with, with the coach that you're interviewing uh, and make sure that you're not getting ripped off. So some coaches will promise you the world and I see people advertising this all the time and it, drives me crazy make a hundred thousand dollars in eight weeks no coach can guarantee that because at the end of the day it comes down to the person who's running the business how effectively they want to move forward so I never make bogus remarks like that um, it's just not my style um, yes it's great lead generation for coaches but I'm not like that so that's um, my first tip is just know that what problem the coach claims to be able to help you with. I would say my second tip would be ask them about their experience in business and ask them if they've got another business outside of their coaching agency um, mm -hmm. or have they previously. I'm very sceptical about people who claim to be business coaches and the first business they've ever run is their coaching agency. Yeah. because I question their ability to really truly understand where the small business owner is coming from if they haven't been there before themselves. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my second tip. And my third tip is ask for a testimonial or a reference. If you are interviewing a coach, whether that be a personal life coach or a business coach, ask for testimonials and ask for a reference and call that reference and speak to one of their past or present clients about how they find working with that person because coaching and mentoring can be expensive. It's a financial commitment and you want to make sure you're finding the right person uh, to help you with your journey. So they're my tips um, when it comes to finding a business coach um, and some of those even relate to a personal life coach. Absolutely. I think they're really, really helpful tips, particularly, you know, really understanding what it is that you need um, as, a, as a small business owner and whether that coach is going to align to that problem that you've got and if, you know, their offering of the problem that they solve aligns to the problem that you've got or the challenges that you're facing, then it's a good match. Um, mm -hmm. And then but by using that, you know, client audience testimonial reviews, online reviews, references, they're super important because we just don't always know if someone's coming from a place of goodness or whether they're just having a song. So those reviews and references are, are super important when you are going to be making a financial investment um, in yourself, in your personal development and your business development. So um, I, I love those tips. Um, we might have a have time for a couple of quick funny questions. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> this is like something you've prepared earlier without oh, yeah. my knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. This is this one's easy. What's your favourite word? Fuck. 
got it. <laughs> I was like, mm, is this like PG or? But no. it's legitimately probably the word, one of the words I say the most. All right, we'll put explicit on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? I would probably tell myself not to be so hard on yourself. Yeah. I'm not now, but I think probably from 18 to 30, I was pretty hard on myself. So I would probably say don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And I think so many of us, if not all of us, can relate um, to being extremely hard on ourselves, um, particularly small business owners. We we take on the world. We put everything on our own shoulders and we've got six, six or seven different roles within the business um, to perform mm. and we mm-hmm. can very quickly fall into self-judgment and self-critique which is where yeah. a coach comes into handy because they'll, like, call you out on your bullshit. They'll get yep. you back on track. Um, and I know that you've done this with me over the last couple of months. I couldn't speak highly enough of having a coach um, mm. and just how much that's delivered to me in my business startup and in my professional growth and even just my personal development as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I love about being a business coach because I lead in and I I, I advertise and market myself as a small business coach. Uh, but there's been plenty of my clients who have had personal stresses go on in our time working together. Mm. And, you know, I was just going to bat and to be supportive for them and um, be that person. And I think that when you're looking for a coach, you want somebody who's going to be like that. You don't want them to take a phone call because, you know, you've had a crisis and they lend, then they send you an invoice. Yeah. Like that's not the relationship that you should have with a coach. And I think that anybody who is invoicing their client after every conversation who's tracking minutes, I question question their role as a coach. That is, to me, uh, purely a consulting um, exchange and that's sure. not, not my flavour. So. Awesome. Well, this has been super fun getting to know a bit more of you. Stay tuned to our socials. We're going to be releasing a couple of more podcasts, hopefully before Christmas. Um, And then we'll take a short break over the January period while um, everyone's away. And, but we're looking forward to bringing back some more epic podcasts in the early new year. And we're just looking right now to secure some guest speakers as well. So if you're (laughs) interested in being on a small business podcast, interested in developing your guest speaking portfolio um, certainly drop us a line at em and april on facebook on instagram find us follow us and have a chat we're super keen to get some guest speakers on in the meantime hit subscribe find us on facebook and instagram at em and april and we will catch you on the podcast soon catch you guys thanks for listening